When Sumner High School opened in 1875, it was the first high school west of the Mississippi to give diplomas to black students. It has anchored the Ville neighborhood for nearly 150 years. But as St. Louis's population has declined in recent decades, so too has Sumner's enrollment. It was recently slated for closure. When Tina Turner and Chuck Berry were at that school, it had over a thousand students. At one point, their enrollment peaked at a little over 2,000, and the district had to open a second building down the street to house everyone. Mm -hmm. and, and today, that enrollment is a little over 200 students. Last night, Sumner High School once again avoided closure. The St. Louis Public School Board voted unanimously to approve a plan to keep Sumner open, but it's not out of the woods yet. I don't want to be naive about the fact that it's going to be very difficult to turn this school around in a way that I think this community deserves and we want to as well. This is not playtime. This is not party time. This is work time. The real work begins right now. This is St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Warris Blackman Davis is a 1980 Sumner grad and a member of the Sumner Alumni Association since 2006. She said yesterday's victory was the culmination of years of hard work. We have the spirit of the bulldog in us, and bulldogs do not give up. I'm shaking with excitement right now because this is a new possibility. Now, she was not alone in being excited about this. And here to discuss the very latest is St. Louis Public Radio education reporter Ryan Delaney. Ryan, welcome. Hi, Sarah. So Superintendent Kelvin Adams initially slated a dozen schools for closure or transition. What made Sumner, of all the schools on that list, such a big deal? Well, it's history, which you alluded to in the introduction. This is a school that has been open for 146 years, and uh, it was, when it opened, the first school in St. Louis and the first school west of the Mississippi River to educate African Americans. And just... It, Listing off some of its alumni is like name dropping from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, Tina Turner, Arthur Ashe, uh, the tennis player, uh, Dick Gregory, Chuck Berry, uh, several Tuskegee Airmen all went to this school. So, you know, as one alum, uh, alumna put it, alumnus, uh, I will get my Latin right, uh, he put it to me this uh, last week that. You know, if this school were to close, it would not only erase a part of St. Louis history, but be erasing a part of American history. And the alumni have worked really hard for the last 12 years since Kelvin Adams became superintendent to convince, to, to share that history with him and, and sort of instill in him this uh, importance of, of this particular school. And yet it almost ended up um, having to close despite mm -hmm. all of that work. What went wrong for Sumner to get us to this point? Well, uh, the decline of Sumner it probably parallels the decline of the Ville neighborhood, which it sits in the middle of, and the decline of the north side of St. Louis, and, and the struggles that the overall St. Louis Public School District hold. Um, you know, when Tina Turner and Chuck Berry were at that school, it had over a thousand students. At one point, their enrollment peaked at a little over two thousand, and the district had to open a second building down the street to house everyone. Mm. And, and today, that enrollment is a little over. 200 students. Um, and, you know, these are kids who are struggling academically. Um, I pulled up some of the numbers from last year. 59% of seniors graduated on time. Um, 
with an average ACT score of 13. Um, its attendance rate last year was about 44%, so which are all below both district and, and, and well below state averages. So this is a district, a school with a lot of uh, challenges. Um, obviously, a building that is over 100 years old, like most of the schools in the city have a lot of maintenance backlog issues, so they're expensive to keep open. And when you only have 200 kids in the building, it just financially doesn't make sense for the district. So in light of this, I can totally understand how it ended up on the closure list, but it's now off that list. What does the plan to save it look like? The plan is to try to put an arts and activism focus and theme into the school. Adams, earlier on in his tenure, in about 2009, 2010, proposed closing Sumner High School. The alumni pushed back, convinced him to keep the school open. At that point, enrollment was between five and 600. Um, he has acknowledged to me and told the school board last night that even the, the plan that is on the table now is much more substantive, has a lot more resources behind it than any of the outcry a decade ago. The short version is there are a number of arts organizations, the Black Rep, COCA, St. Louis Shakespeare Festival, that have all committed to put staff and resources into the school. So the school will have some themes around dance, uh, music, drama, visual arts that will, uh, and Dr. Adams and others have been clear to say that this is not a competition to Central Visual Performing Arts High School. We can talk about that more, but this will be more about exposing kids to the arts, exposing kids to the arts industry rather than trying to teach them in more of a conservatory model to become artists. Um, This pledge comes with uh, arts organizations hiring a program director for the the school to oversee all of this, uh, a separate advisory board, which Chuck Berry Jr.'s name was on that list among a lot of these like heads of these arts organizations. Um, And then in, in year two, hope of kind of creating an activism focus, which that part's a little bit more uh, gray at this point, but it could be teaching a class on the history of the Ville. So kids at the school learn about the history of summer and learn about their neighborhood a little bit more. Um, All of this with the the goal ultimately of trying to increase enrollment about 10% each year, which Mm. like we said, with the demographic challenges that the district is facing, will it's a big hill to climb. And this is all coming from private funding, all these um, these arts organizations putting staffers in place, being involved, they're paying for it. Yes, the district will not have to pay this uh, program director salary, which would be about $50,000 is the number they gave last night. Um, the, Tom Ridgely, the head of the Shakespeare Fest, or the arts director, sorry, for the Shakespeare Festival, put it this way, that Sumner High School has given so much to the arts community over the years. I listed all the names. Um, and, and they really feel like it is time for them to give back to the school. Hmm. So as you mentioned, uh, Superintendent Kelvin Adams referred to these past attempts to shore up Sumner that didn't work in the way the district hoped. Um, I want to play some audio of him talking about this. And he said now there's a degree of organization here that really gives him some hope. It is a proposal with an opportunity. There are no guarantees here. Uh, they are willing to lean in, it seems right now, Ms. Jones and board. And so I am committed to supporting them in that effort uh, for the 225 kids in this building. But I don't want to I don't want to be naive about the fact that it's going to be very difficult to turn this school around in a way that I think this community deserves and we want to as well. But unlike the past, there are a group of persons who have aggressively come to the table, aggressively pursued us and are willing to put dollars and um sweat equity on on the line around trying to turn this school around. 
Uh, that is Superintendent Calvin Adams. So, Ryan, is this a five-year plan? Is this a 10-year plan? Uh, right now, about a three-year plan. Um, Sumner, I would say, has a three-year le- lease on life. That was the, the timeline that was given um, last night. The district recognizes that it's pretty late in the game for a lot of this, you know, every single thing that's being talked about to be in place in August when the next school year resumes. So, you know, maybe that 10% goal might be a, a little bit more relaxed uh, after the next school year. But they're talking about three years to try to show um, substantial improvements in attendance, enrollment, and also uh, academic outcomes of the school. So you mentioned the district's art magnet school. That's a central visual and performing high school. That's a magnet. How is this not going to compete with that? Yeah, so central VPA, uh, as a a lot of magnet schools do, has admissions requirements. Uh, Students who want to attend VPA have to audition or show a portfolio or interview, depending on their their art medium. Sumner will not have that. uh, this will still be a um, what the district calls a comprehensive high school, but basically in a uh, geographic-based school where just kids that live in the Ville and then kind of the, the broader north side uh, funnel into that school, similar to Vachon and Roosevelt are the other two in the city. Um, and VPA is set up much more to cater to students who want to go into the arts, who want to be a musician, want to, you know, I'm sure aspire to go to Juilliard or, you know, a major in arts. Sumner's focus will be more on trying to just expose kids to the arts um, and and try to inspire them to be involved in their school and be involved in organizations. And then also trying to, one thing that was talked about last night is more exposing them to the industry of the arts and the Mm -hmm. business side of this, um, you know, with maybe a little bit more of a career focus. Um, You know, it was the very first thing that I asked when I spoke to Tom Ridgely about this plan, and and the school board had similar questions about it, Um, but Dr. Adams, the arts organizations were very adamant that they are not trying to run VPA out of the ground or okay. out of out of town. I'm sure VPA is, is happy to hear that. <laughs> From what I understand, that's a pretty successful program over there. It is, yeah, it's a great school, and everyone acknowledges that you know that is will still be kind of the premier arts uh, high school in the in within St. Louis Public Schools. No no shade to uh, Grand Center Arts Academy either. <laughs> There's all these all these constituencies you have yeah. to worry about here. And when you talk about the business of the arts, will they be teaching things like being a sound technician, things like? that or that is a fantastic question I have to say I don't know the answer this hasn't come up uh, yet I there were only little bits that I was able to get out of people before the board meeting last night um, and then what was actually presented this all came together basically since December and initially the board delayed the entire consolidation vote one month for people to come with ideas Um, there was enough of a uh, kernel of an idea for Sumner that the board agreed to give that school another two months. But still, this has all been happening very fast. So mm-hmm. there's a lot that needs to happen. Every alumni, you know, we, we heard from Waris, um, and I talked to a couple other alumni this morning, and that was basically their general theme of that, like, Bulldogs do not give up. We never doubted that it was going to get saved, but we're still happy. But now the hard work begins. So there's a lot that's going to have to happen from today to next August to get a lot of these programs in place. So we'll see what um, all of these arts organizations really come up with. Yeah, and you mentioned Waris Blackman-Davis, who we heard from earlier, um, and she sort of elaborated on that when she talked to you. Let's play that. I'm excited. Who let the Bulldogs out? 
atomic dog, all of that is going off in my head right now. So I am just overly ecstatic because there were some naysayers, even among our alumni, that did not believe that we can actually provide enough uh, resources and, and enough hope uh, distributed among the uh, board members that they would say, yes, we're going to take a chance. All I need to do now is to make sure that we can engage the community fully to make sure that they understand that this is not playtime, this is not party time, this is work time. The real work begins right now. And that again is Warriors Blackman Davis. Ryan, what do you see as the work that needs to happen first? Yeah, um, <laughs> I talked to Maurice about five minutes after the board meeting last night, so you could really hear all of the, the energy in her voice, and it was great. I would have talked to her for an hour if I didn't have a deadline and a bedtime. Um, but work that needs to be done right now, um, or that Sumner is facing, look, the alumni base of Sumner is incredible. I have never met a group of high school graduates who are so passionate about their high school. There always seems to be some sort of event coming on, going on around the school. Um, they care deeply. But this is also that passionate base of alumni graduated from that school in the late 60s, early 70s, up through you know, the early 80s or so when that when SLPS still had 100,000 kids in it and the Ville was still a heavily populated neighborhood. And Dr. Adams, as much as he has bought into this plan, is just as quick to turn around and say that it is still a challenge to keep a school open in this neighborhood that because there are so many vacant and boarded up buildings around the Ville, it can at times be dangerous for kids to walk home from school at mm. night after after a sporting event or an extracurricular activity. And the district alone cannot turn around the Ville. So one, outside um, investment needs to happen and alumni and, and, and elected officials are optimistic about that. I, I, I'm pretty sure the Ville is part of a new promise zone, which could funnel f federal money in. Um, so the neighborhood itself needs to turn around um, and... You know, part of it is instilling this new, renewed pride in, in the school, and that's the big thing that the alumni are banking on. But then the, there's a lot of things happening well outside of Sumner High School and its famed football field for uh, this school and that community to, to really turn around and, and, and thrive again. And they have three years to do that. They have uh, they have at least three years. Um, we'll see if um, you know you're. We're having a conversation in three years with the alumni again. You know, banging on the drums uh, for for Sumner. Um, I hope so. They they realize that there is a, a long road ahead of them, but they have a lot of work to do in a short period of time to get that enrollment up to. I think the hope is to get it more at least up to about four hundred kids in the next four to five years or so. Mm -hmm. Well, St. Louis Public Radio education reporter Ryan Delaney, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome, Sarah. And you can find more of Ryan's reporting about this on our website. That's stlpublicradio.org. A couple really good stories in the past couple days there. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.